Stuff. Welcome to episode 30 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and you found my show. It's where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. On today's show, I talk to Sarah Level, who just put out her brand new first kids album called You've Got Me, and it qualifies. It is good stuff. I had a great time talking to Sarah and hearing about what inspired her to make kids music. I was thinking this morning, it was about let's say 7.15 a.m. and my seven and five-year-olds were eating breakfast and they were fighting over the cereal box. And on the cereal box, it was Barbara's uh, multi-grain spoonfuls. You know, she makes puffins. Like she, it's like Barbara. You know Barbara, she makes the puffins. But uh, we have her, we, <laughs> we have their other cereal called multi-grain spoonfuls. And uh, my kids were arguing over the box because they both wanted to look at the side of the box that had the strawberry on it. So it got me thinking, we have a, a network of parents that are listening to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, and I think we can help each other out. Our strategy on this one, me and Mrs. Good Stuff, was that we, we gave each kid about a minute with the box, you know, this uh, most sought-after cereal box in the history of cereal boxes. And they each had one minute to look at the box, and then they would switch, and then we would trade. And it got me thinking that we could have a little bit of like a, a parent thing here. We could uh, we could help each other out. I was thinking that maybe a new segment could be in development that uh, could help all of us parents uh, expand the definition of what good stuff can be. It can be good stuff in terms of solving these conflicts between kids. It can be good stuff in terms of like how we like our coffee made. You know, some people like the drip method. Personally, at the Good Stuff House, we're really into the AeroPress. Have you ever tried the AeroPress? It's pretty awesome. It's like a science experiment every day. So he- here's what I'd like to propose. I'd like to propose that for this first segment, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you give you the prompt, parents. The prompt is, what do you do when your kids are arguing over something, whether it be a toy? Just what is your strategy? What is the strategy that your family has landed on? So here's what would be great. Take a voice memo on your phone. Just take out that phone. Take a voice memo. Hey, this is what we do when our kids are fighting. We send this person, blah, 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 ziba, zahubaha, whatever it is that you do, and email me that voice memo. Just send it to goodstuffpod at gmail.com. I'll cobble these all together, and we'll have a new segment where parents can help each other out, parent to parent, good stuff to good stuff. I think this could be really good for a lot of us. It's like an audio Pinterest in a way. And if you have subjects that you think we could learn from each other on, feel free to send them my way as well. Goodstuffpod at gmail.com. Of course, anything and everything in the world that you could ever need for the Good Stuff Kids podcast can be found at www.goodstuffpod.com. Hope you enjoy today's episode. It's episode 30 with Sarah Level. She's really, really, really super talented, and her new album is totally, totally, totally amazing. Hope you enjoy my conversation with Sarah Lovell as much as I enjoyed talking to her, and we will talk to you at the end of the show. Stay tuned all the way to the end to hear I Can't Wait by Sarah in its entirety. Good stuff. Love to welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, Sarah Lovell. How are you today, Sarah? I'm great. How are you, Mike? I'm doing just fine. You're uh, you're in the Good Stuff recording studio, <laughs> and uh, as you can see, it is also doubles as mine and my wife's closet. So welcome. Um, we we have nothing to hide. So um, you are just putting out your first kids album. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Tell tell me a little bit about it. Well, it uh, it just came out of the natural way that you go through life and you sing little songs, and I think. 
it was just that songs were coming up when I was going in to wake my son up in the morning or, or um, just wondering where on earth do, does the 12-pack of socks go in less than two months. They're down to like just a few singles and <laughs> imagining that they're all sneaking off at night. And so all these things kind of came out of our, our day-to-day life. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, before... Before that, um, when he was, when my son was a baby, there were some moments of music where I would have him in one arm and I would play the piano with the other arm. So I had what I called these one-handed lullabies. Oh, cool! And some of those, some of those are still yet to be, you know, put lyrics to them. But uh, but a lot of things just came out of, of this is my this was my life now as a parent mm-hmm. and. Wanting to hear and listening to other kids' music, some great stuff that I heard early on, and and then just it just happened very naturally. Mm-hmm. So, what, what was some of the stuff that you heard early on that inspired you? Well, I don't know who who told me about Elizabeth Mitchell, but yeah. CD, um, the Little Bird CD, I just loved it. I loved that she was she had some originals, but she also had these really wonderful traditional songs some of which I'd never heard that were unique and so heartfelt. Her voice was so wonderful and sweet. And I just loved that it wasn't that the traditional songs weren't songs per se for kids. Right. And, and I, when I was growing up, they didn't have a kid's music category. It usually was traditional songs or any of the music that your parents happened to be playing, right. which, which we loved, you know? So, sure. yeah. So I, I liked, um, Definitely liked Elizabeth Mitchell, and I had heard about Dan Zanes early on, and we liked a lot of Dan Zanes stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was great when they were working together because they had some things in common, too. Yeah, it was really great. So, um, But you had, a, you had a career before, you know, a music career before you started to, to get into the, the kids' music um, yeah. aspect of things. Can you give us like a 45-second backstory on, on you and what you were doing before? Yeah, well, I I put out three independently released CDs, and um, and then the last CD I had done some touring and some uh, college and and community radio, and um, it was a lot of fun. and And I'm probably going to make another CD for grownups. Um, it, I think that'll be the next project I do, and then I'll follow that up. I'll follow up this CD for families with another CD. So I just have a lot of music in me that wants to yeah. come out. I think one thing that you really do uh, amazingly well in your writing is um, capturing the, uh, in some cases, the struggle, right? So for your song, like, Off to Bed, um, I wish I had known that one, um, you know, many, many years ago, because it's often a struggle to get the kids up off to bed, and you have a line where you say, you know, let's not have a, I, I believe you say, like, let's do this without a fight. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think that for parents to hear something like that and relate to it is... Um, that's a really nice thing. So, um, how do you use that? How does that song come to be? I think that song was, in a way, the song that set the whole this whole project in motion. Oh wow! Um, because what I, I in the in the initial period of the, the 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 shock of bringing a baby home, you know, and and becoming a new parent, um, after I he grew up. A little bit more, and all, I, I thought, gosh, I have been making a little bit of music all along, but it was singing into my my phone voice recorder, and it was different little snippets that I'd kind of heard in my head, 
And, um, and so the trick was finding those and, and hearing them again. But one, one evening when I was getting ready to take Gabe upstairs, my son's name is Gabe, when I was getting to take him upstairs to bed, I just sat down at the piano in the living room and I, I just, the, the beginning stanza of off to bed just came out all together in one, and he, I have these two areas where there's pillows on a little window seat and then on a sofa. And he just, you know, he just threw the pillows off onto the floor in rhythm with the song. Oh, and, cool. and I, uh, I had just that stanza and later I, I played that for my friend and producer, Monica Pasquale. And I played her a bunch of different things. And she said, well, why don't you just start by finishing one of the kids' songs? And I finished that song. And I don't even remember finishing it. It just came out. It was just one of those things that was kind of meant to be. And and then it was we were off and running. I just felt like I was, let's finish, let's make a kids' record right now. And so I think it just was, uh, again, it's these ways to make some of the things that are not always the most fun with parenting more fun. Right. By imagining like cool music to go with it. Yeah, sure, exactly. Sophisticated music, I'll say. You know, it it is a uh, it bends the ear of adults in a great way too. So that's that's a, a, another nice aspect of what you're doing. Well, I I like to think that there's no distinction between one kind of music or another. That you're just hoping to make good music all around, and um, and it's got to be stuff I love and and get into, or else I'm not going to want to work on it. Right. Right. So, and yeah. I'm glad that people are responding to it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can I can speak from my experience. You know, as a parent, I have a. How, how old is Gabe? He's going to be seven in just a just a couple of weeks. Okay, so I have the exact same situation with with one of my kids. He's turning seven, and he is so excited. He's excited about everything, and it's got to happen, and it's got to happen now. So the other song that I loved, because it, it sort of uh, it sort of turns it around in a different way, and, and put put me in his shoes is your song "I Can't Wait," which is all about like you know, there's the bouncy house, gotta go, gotta go, right? And and you know, like so now, just to to be current about it, it's like Pokemon cards. I don't know if you got the Pokemon cards happening, but He's you're not, oh, you're not. so. You're so lucky. Anyway, so it's like, but it helped me put myself in his shoes and remember what it's like to be so excited. So um, talk a little bit about that song. Well, that song was a blessing. That was pretty much a gift that my neighbor Joel gave me. Um, Gabe and I were out on the street and we were were talking uh, with our neighbors who we don't see as often because they're on their bicycles all the time, riding everywhere, which amazes me. <laughs> uh, they're always running up the stairs with their bicycles, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but they were on the street, um, my friends Joel and Shosh, and they were asking Gabe how kindergarten was going and, and how the record was coming along. And, and I said, it's all going great. And Joel said, you know, I wish somebody had written a song when I was a, when I was a kid. I said, what's that? And he said, I can't wait. He said, so I wrote it for myself. And he just started, um, he just started kind of saying, I can't wait, I can't wait, oh, I can't wait. Just kind of uh-huh. the whole experience of that anticipation um, in just a few seconds. And I went home that night and wrote the song. Wow. So it was really, I mean, this project, whole project felt like such a collaboration between friends and neighbors and um, everybody that just had ideas and thoughts and contributions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that's really cool when you when you can bring in the whole team, you know, and 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 everyone's sort of on board and and helping out. That's really really nice. Um, you well, also 
yeah, yeah, go ahead. That song is that it was very true to life. So um, there was a line where um, there's a camp out overnight with tents by the firelight. Right, right. Mom said she couldn't come, but then now she said she might. Uh-huh. I was, there was a preschool camp out. Oh, you know? yeah. And I told, I had already told Gabe, I'm like, well, you're going for sure. You're going for sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was talking to Monica about it and she's like, you've got to go. You have to go. Yeah. Get the experience. Right. I yeah. told him that I was going to go and he got so excited. So uh -huh. it just went right in. It was very natural how the, the real true to life stuff got, got in the, in the music. Right. Right. Uh, you know, another true to life one is, oh, I'm bored. Right? Yeah. The, the kid, when kids are bored, whew, yeah, go ahead. Gabe came up with that title. Oh, so yeah. he, I said, are there any songs you think I should write? And he said, yeah, write, oh, I'm bored. <laughs> and he hadn't, he, he hadn't necessarily said, oh, I'm bored all the time. But he, he gave me the title and the whole song came out of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also have a silly side. Like, let's, uh, let's talk about the silly side. So I'm going to give you some song names and then you can just tell me like, uh, cause of the, don't play piano with your nose is probably a good lesson for everyone to hear <laughs> and uh, furry alligator puppy, another great one. Um, and then pajama party skeleton band. So w where does the silly, where, how does the silly play in to you as a, as a writer, a performer? I think. I like to just find the funny stuff in everyday life. And I think when it just shows up, it shows up. Um, furry alligator puppy literally was a dream that I had one morning. And <laughs> That's a weird, That's a weird dream, Sarah. <laughs> a weird dream. And there was this creature and I, I couldn't tell. And it had kind of this weird, I don't know, you know, like you think of a wild boar or something would have uh -huh. this kind of horse hair and, and, uh, and these sharp teeth, and I remember just thinking it looked like a furry alligator, and I remember petting it, and it wagged its tail in my dream. And uh -huh. I was, so I, I was like, I have to. Well, yeah, at least it was nice, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so the other silly ones, um, the uh, don't play the piano with your nose, is that is that one from experience, or that's... Uh... No, you know, that just came. It was just a little tune. It was fast, and I think some of these started to come when he was younger and it took me a little while to finally get ready to write all of it. So yeah. they were just little things that I sang into my phone. Right. Right. And you know, I wasn't even thinking of putting it on there and Monica was like, you have to put this on there. And now I'm hearing from people saying, Oh, this is one of their favorite little 28 second. Yeah. It's great. Um, so becoming a parent was a, was a big, musical change I think for you um so you you had this career as uh you know writing adult music and and I think one thing that you said that was really important was you're just trying to write good music and um and, and becoming a parent changes a lot of things for a lot of people so what has been something surprising that becoming a parent has changed for you whether it be in your songwriting or your day-to-day -day, um, I'm just curious to hear from you someone who's got a, a pretty unique uh, idea and slant on it and, and way of thinking about it I'd love to hear that well I think having deciding to do this a little bit later in life and having kind of the freedom that I had as a musician where I could go into the studio after dinner and stay up till three in the morning if I wanted to and wait for inspiration to come. 
So I think having just the day-to-day, like, oh my gosh, not only am I responsible for this other person, but we have to get up early to go to school or all these different things. Um, I think that it changed a lot uh, how I create. And I remember when I was first getting back into making music again after kind of a long wait, I was just talking to the muse saying, please come and visit me right after I put my son to bed. (laughs) We only have an hour, but please show up then. (laughs) It was was such a change, but it was an amazing change. Uh Because this amazing collaborative energy complied. Uh Like, you know, I was, I was finding, uh, Wherever I had the ability to, to make to make time to do the music, it was it was showing up. I think that the the fact that this was music that was for families and, and it was childlike, um, I had less. I'm, it wasn't as precious in a way, so I didn't have these attachments to the outcome. I was more like, oh, what what? Well, let's try this. Oh, let's try this. And so the creativity, I just had more creative freedom in this project than I've ever had. Wow. I'm excited to then take it and, and put it into the next, whatever I do next. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. great. That's really great. So the, the new record is You Got Me, and it comes out, is it, is it today? Today, Today, yay. holy moly, today's a big day. I, I just want to tell everybody that um, we had a really exciting day yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, I, I uh, was told that the, the album won a Parents Choice Gold Award. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, and so that was exciting. I, I didn't, you know, yesterday it was like, oh my gosh, we got this and it's a, a wonderful thing. So. Yeah. Wow. That's, congratulations. That's huge. That's huge. Big day. Big couple days. So how can, uh, how can listeners find you? How can we find you? Well, right now, the, the best way is, it, is sarahlevel.com. So that's S-A-R-A. L O V E L L dot com, and 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 it's available there. And uh, probably in another week or two, we'll get it all online with with iTunes and Amazon. Great. Uh, as long as you know, I I've, I've got it submitted, but it's a bit of a process. I think it it might take another week or two. Um, so for now, the website and we're we're just kind of getting everything together as fast as we can for all of the, the, the moving parts in, yeah. in uh, trying to present to present all of this and, and uh, get a good website going. And, you know, we're, we're kind of working on it right yeah. now. It's a, it's a big undertaking. It's a huge undertaking. Yeah. Yeah, the, the art is, is sort of the half of it, right? Like the, the art and the recording. And then it's like, oh, the website and the iTunes and the whatever. So um, good luck with all that. <laughs> but the record's incredible. Um, I can't uh, thank you enough for talking to me on release day. That's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. Um, it was really a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, best of luck with everything. And I think this is the beginning of something. And we can't wait to have you on the show again. Cool? Well, thanks so much. I, I've had a lot of fun, Mike, and I'm just so happy that you had me on, and you have a great day, too. All right, thanks. Sarah Level's You've Got Me album is available on her website, sarahlevel.com, and she's got a brand new video coming out on Saturday. That's tomorrow, October 
8th. And you can find that link at our website, or my website, I should say, www.goodstuffpod.com. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week. And now, here is Sarah Level's song, I Can't Wait. It's all